Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Wisdom and Wealth, Pathways to a Life of Significance for You and Your Family. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we have the star of our show, Mr. Frank Astorino of the Astorino Financial Group. He'll be joining us momentarily for another wealth management-related discussion because, hey, that's what we do here on the show. Frank and I have covered a handful of great topics and strategies, solutions, you name it, on some past episodes. And today we're getting into a really good one today. I'm excited about it. Really, we're, we're making you look inward today and ask yourselves, are your heirs ready to deal with the wealth that you may pass on to them one day? You see, everybody is probably familiar with this process of passing, you know, their, their wealth or their assets, their livelihood really onto their heir. But what I think a lot of people overlook in this process are some of maybe the conflicts and challenges that can arise during this process. Uh, you know, of course, an inheritance, it can be a life-changing event overnight for an heir or heirs. But again, it always comes with a little bit of baggage. And that's what we're going to be diving into today and why it really is a process that needs to happen of preparing those heirs for an inheritance. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Frank on and get right into today's conversation. Frank, how are you doing this morning? Good to see you. Great, Ryan. It's good to see you again. I can't believe we're already heading into spring. It's uh, It's gone by real quickly this year so far. Absolutely. You know, here we are sitting down recording another episode, Frank. Uh, yeah, it, it's the year is flying by, to say the least. Um, Frank, we're talking about preparing heirs for their inheritances today. And, and when we think about passing inheritances on, most of the time, everybody's, you know, viewpoint shifts to, oh, it's smoothing the path of life out for the heir that's going to be receiving that inheritances. But Frank, you're a believer that inheritances themselves can be a little bit of a double-edged sword these days. Why is it that you feel that way? Oh, it's a really interesting and powerful topic today. Uh, we anticipate trillions of dollars changing hands over the next 30 years from one generation to another. And it's also been a main topic among many of our clients uh, as parents of children. They're concerned about the future socially and politically and economically. And um, the industry hasn't really, our industry hasn't really been able to address the next generation as, as efficiently as we'd like. And it's an important topic because inheriting wealth is different um, to those who are natives of wealth, which we are the children who grew up with wealth, and uh, the immigrants of wealth, which are the creators, the founders of that wealth. So a lot of the younger generation or the next generation inheriting for the first time this, this plethora of wealth um, they're thinking about, a lot of them are thinking about paying for life's necessities and enjoying the advantages of being affluent and more spending on luxury goods, affording top tier education for their kids, where they're going to live. So um, with that comes a kind of a mystery about where the wealth came from. And it's not so worry free. Uh, there's a lot of internal and external uh, conflicts and challenges that can arise. So, so Frank, in that in that vein, I I want to I want to get into what some of those conflicts you mentioned internal and external conflicts that heirs can be dealing with. What what are we talking about exactly? Well, Brian, that's one of the reasons our firm we not only uh, retain a uh, local therapist, we have um, behavioral finance experts in the country, and we also have a major hospital and and. Uh, director of uh, psychiatrics for even some of our 
seniors who are going through changes of life and, and having uh, to deal with some of these complex issues. But when it comes to the wealth side and inheriting, um, it, we, it could be very confusing to those inheriting it. Um, significant wealth goes hand in hand with status and power, what they see on TV, on the red carpet, you know, which sometimes leads their, them to abusing their positions or having kind of this self entitlement and uh, or narcissistic even. So when, when we see that, uh, the, the parents usually are, are somewhat concerned that how do, I, how do I set this up so that um, our kids aren't spending in 10 years what took generations to build? So we have to be very careful and walk a fine line uh, with the internal struggle of the heirs and the concerns and frustrations and the complexities that the, the parents, particularly even in blended families, uh, we see a lot of disparity in wealth. You know, when they're merged together, it brings a host of complex issues. So we try to um, put a big emphasis on the qualitative aspect of wealth and the transference of it. You know, Frank, I mean, just given the complex nature that you've laid out in front of us with these internal and external conflicts that can pop up, all the variables at play here, it can be a little daunting, I think. We've we've now laid that out to our audience. So where do you start, Frank? How do you help and start address, you know, addressing these issues and ultimately helping heirs in the first place? I would start with the present. Uh, I think that you know, being a parent myself, uh, we start by observing where each of our children are in maturity and, and acumen for finance. And we start them out early with, you know, looking at what their lifestyle is, trying to uh, help give them feedback, ask the right questions. More importantly, we try to be a model uh, for them so that you know, they can see our participation in work and how, how hard we work. It's not just an easy no-brainer to have money and make money. Uh, we also involve them in uh, uh, leadership, you know, get involved in the community. And, and very often we involve them in charitable causes so that they can see that there is giving back as part of, um, part of having wealth. I love that, Frank. And, you know, Frank, you're working with extremely successful families, you know, on a regular basis over at the Astorino Financial Group. What do you see and what are the types of conversations you're having with these families? Uh, what are they doing or maybe not doing really in some cases when it comes to passing on their wealth? Well, I think one is that they postpone dealing with it. Sometimes they might have a, an expressed uh, concern uh, but when you start dealing with estate planning, it gets into dealing with your mortality. So you have to kind of confront that um, and, and get, be, be gentle with it, but also be uh, forthright in letting them know all the different possible solutions there are. We have a big toolbox, but we can't use that uh, toolbox and resources without knowing what some of the problems and dynamics are. So our discovery process starts to open that up. And then, you know, as we have our reviews, we gently reintroduce it and say, you know, where are we at with that? Beautiful. Frank, when 
you're going through this process of working with, you know, younger generations, trying to educate them, where do you begin then to start fostering that level of financial intelligence among the heirs and, and, uh, and get them, you know, to start really getting them ready for that day that they're going to inherit wealth. I guess the key question, key bit in that question for you there is where do you begin starting to foster that level of financial intelligence? It varies from family to family and individuals. Um, I, I use some teaching moments uh, to uh, certainly with the younger generation. It could be talking about how you choose to buy a cup of coffee. You know, do you, um, do you go to the local Dunkin' Donuts or um, Starbucks and pay a few dollars for a cup of coffee? Do you use a uh, K-cup? Do you uh, use the vendor, you know, that comes around to the building? And when they start to see how much money can slip through their hands, as opposed to doing things like deferring it uh, or deferring the excess, um, we teach them on, you know, especially when they get their first job, we talk to them about their taxes and do they understand how a deduction works? Do they understand what FICA and SUI is? And when you start to look at the compounding effect of money when saved, against what you're going to need in the future, it gets their attention. And I find often that younger people are anxious to start early. Uh, you know, as we get older um, and we deal with our senior clients, they're concerned about their health. They're concerned about how they're going to be taken care of and not depending on their children. But they're also concerned about how is how are our children going to deal with this wealth when they get it because we didn't have it growing up and now that we do we want them to benefit from it not be hurt by it absolutely and frank in that from that same vein then for a matriarch or patriarch when you're going through this process would you say it's probably a good idea then to get a a current view on how an heir deals with wealth or or just their overall viewpoint you know get a get a, a viewpoint on how they look at wealth how they spend it themselves and then once you have an idea of how they already carry themselves when it comes to wealth that can kind of then inform you on the steps to educate that given heir am i correct in saying that is that that's a, a absolutely reasonable... correct and you know it could start with decisions of you know buying or leasing a car it could be you know whether go back to school for an advanced degree or to take advantage of the career opportunity for you do I go into a retirement plan with my employer? Uh, do I go Roth IRA versus traditional you know, 401k? These are the types of questions that the young affluent are, are asking and wanting to make the right decisions or the ones that are gonna be um, you know, hopefully game changers for them down the road. Uh, that's, that's where we start. And it's, it's really a, where, where are they in their maturity? Um, there are many businesses, if you look at this country, uh, most of consumer sediment is made up of our business owners and family-owned businesses. And if that represents a lot of the economy, it's really important that we parents and baby boomers and, and senior uh, creators of wealth um, do a good job of being a steward for this next generation. Otherwise, we're all going to be in trouble. They can't think that it's a free lunch. Mm -hmm. So we do our best to um, educate them through seminars, podcasts. Actually, what we're doing here today, uh, Ryan, is, is 
part of the effort to give back and to pay it forward and to reach a larger population to know what's going on and what they need to know and how to how to conduct uh, hiring professionals, how to start to think about the future and not just the present. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you mentioned that, Frank, because, hey, that's what we're doing here on the show, you know, as a message, an aside, if you will, to our audience. I mean, we're bringing the same strategies and conversations that you're having with clients on a regular basis, and we're bringing them right here onto this show for you guys, our audience today. It's preparing heirs for their inheritance. Down the road, we've got some other great topics to tackle, but, Frank, when I'm looking at, you know, when you look at heirs in general, I mean, let's face it, you know, let's say maybe there's a family business, uh, you know, at, at, you know, at the forefront of a given family's overall wealth. And let's say they have a few different heirs. Odds are that maybe let's say one of the heirs has more of an interest in the family business is, is, is keen on, on maybe even taking it over one day. But then on the other side, maybe you've got another heir within this family that has absolutely no interest in, in, you know, pursue, you know, pursuing that life. Uh, maybe they're more interested in, in the fine arts or, or pursuing a career that they can call their own in instances like that, where you've got different heirs, obviously that probably lends itself to different approaches on educating them throughout, you know, the process of, of getting them ready for that inheritance. Would you say then, Frank, maybe there's an approach that to educating heirs that just better resonates or it's more appealing to, to, you know, potential inheritors. It's a real challenge close to my heart. Um, you know, I have four children that are very different uh, and a couple are into finance and, and the others are not. And there's no perfect script. Every, every child and person is different and their biases are, are sometimes uh, very unconscious, subconscious. Um, but the way I would approach it is to, you know, identify their strengths and, and who, who can do what, and also start with like the family constitution, you know, where you're sharing your values and you start talking about your values at the dinner table and, and start answering some of those questions of why, you know, why do you get involved in public office or why do you, uh, donate so much money to that charity? And, and things of that nature start the conversation uh, to answer the why. Um, we start to ask them, you know, what does wealth mean to them? It could be, you know, there could be terrific possibilities with wealth, or there could be horrific problems uh, or some combination of the two. And we, we might ask questions about how is wealth affecting your life? You know, one might be interested in buying real estate while the other is interested in getting into the family business because they see all the benefits of it and the others may not be interested in that at all, but they want the benefits of it. They want the benefits of that business. So you kind of have to look at, you know, what are they each going to inherit fairly? You know, they may all inherit an equal portion of the wealth, but when it comes to a business or a family business, you have to earn or acquire or purchase or end up owning uh, that business to, to further your wealth. You can't expect it to just be uh, unbalanced uh, among the family or you're going to have problems, especially when they get married. And you have to, you have to assess each child and their significant other. Uh, you may have to involve uh, setting up trusts or prenuptial agreements. Some children might get intervivos planning, which is during their lifetime, as opposed to waiting till you pass away. 
A lot of people like to see the benefit of their wealth being distributed during their lifetime and not wait to see what happens. Sure, sure. Frank, you had mentioned, you know, just this idea of stewardship earlier and how that that goes into some of these conversations that that a patriarch or matriarch should be having with their let's let's expand a little on this. What else then should a, a family matriarch or patriarch be thinking about when it comes to preparing their heirs for inheritance by way of stewardship? Well, there, there are little side notes that that you could employ um, every Thanksgiving. I recite what the top 10 accomplishments were, you know, for the year and what I'm grateful for. And then I look at what are the next 10 top things that I want to accomplish coming into the next year. And then I go around the table and let them each share their own um, view of, of what was successful and what they're grateful for. And I try to go even a step further when each of them, you know, couple have already gotten married and I tell them to think about three victories uh, each day and focus on the victories so that you both have uh, momentum and energy and uh, things to be grateful going into the next day. In short, I'm very interested in passing on a legacy of, uh, you know, time value. Our time is limited. We can't control our time, but we can control our choices. We can control uh, some of the decisions that we make and how do we make those good decisions? And there are trade-offs. We talk about trade-offs with every financial decision or career or personal decision that you have to make. And there's an opportunity cost if, you know, depending on which one you go with. So it's important to kind of lay out the big picture. And when the young people can see what the big picture is and start to have some vision besides the here and now and just the present, um, it, it makes, more, makes for a better foundation for their going forward. Frank, we've laid out a lot of good stuff for our audience today. A lot of things to consider when it comes to this process of really prepping heirs for that day the inheritance comes, how it's going to change their life, and then, of course, what they can do with that wealth. But one thing I do want to make clear for our audience, and could you elaborate a little bit on this? You know, you don't necessarily need to be inheriting enormous sums of money, enormous amounts of assets for these types of educational efforts from a matriarch and patriarch standpoint to be applicable, you know, in helping the children educate the heirs. I mean, we're talking about this is a universally applicable strategy and concept. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, it is. Um, I've, I've written uh, articles for even those who may be incarcerated that have nothing or are coming out into nothing. And I think the most important uh, starting point is values and attitudes uh, towards money. So when you, when you get foundation in, you know, what does it mean to you and, and what would you do and accomplish with the varying different degrees of wealth, it, it gets them thinking, you know, it gets them thinking about what is money for. It's not just an ATM machine. It's, it's really, you know, something that requires thought, labor, innovation, risk, uh, and, and opportunity costs. So everyone is unique and we try to, we try to uh, help deliver with each individual personality type and their skill set on how to proceed. I love that. And 
So for our audience, regardless of your level of wealth, we've given them a, you know, given you a lot to consider here today in terms of, uh, you know, preparation steps for educating your heirs, items to consider when going through this process. Frank, my final question for the day uh, is the who. Who should families turn to if they need some assistance and need some help when going through this process of educating heirs and getting them ready for that, that day the inheritance will fall into their lap? I think the best starting place is with their existing wealth manager, assuming they have one, if they have one. Um, and usually that comes with a network of attorneys and CPAs and investment mediums. And not everybody's a perfect fit. And we, we talked about that in the last uh, interview about stress testing. So a stress test or a family meeting uh, could be a good starting place to see um, what the family tree looks like and uh, what the issues and opportunities are. Because there are a vast amount of um, resources available and sometimes just giving them the roadmap of how to get there. So start with the existing uh, wealth manager that they know. I love that. Frank, final thing. Uh... If anybody out there in the audience today, uh, you know, they've taken something away from the conversation, uh, maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team just to talk about their own unique situation and, and maybe if there's a fit and how you could even assist them in preparing their heirs, you know, for that day the inheritance comes. What would be the best way somebody could reach out to you and your team and just open up a dialogue? There's no obligation for an initial uh, interview uh, to explore uh, what we do and how we do it, what our, you know, formula for success is and how we do business. That's an invitation that's out there. Um, so I would call our office, uh, ask for Karen, and Karen will basically set up an appointment and it could be a 15 minute interview and it could end up segueing into an hour and a half discovery meeting. A lot to unpack in the discovery meeting. We had talked about that in a past you know, episode where we covered stress testing. Discovery meeting being a very big part of that overall stress testing process. So be sure to head back, check that out if you're curious on what really the discovery entails. But Frank, look, I appreciate you and your time. We Thanks for carving uh, some time out of your day to be with us here on the show to talk about preparing heirs for their inheritance. And uh, looking forward to being back with you on another show. Look forward to it also, Ryan, and thanks for your time and enjoy working with you and make it a great day. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. And of course, hey, make it a great day, guys, for, to you, our audience. Thanks for jumping aboard, being with us here on the show. If you took something away from today's conversation, do us a favor. Leave a comment behind for us. Subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, really anybody that you would think would benefit from these types of conversations. I said it earlier in the show. I'll say it again. We're bringing the same types of strategies, solutions, really conversations that that Frank is having with his clients on a regular basis at the Astorino Financial Group. And we're bringing them right here to you on this show. We've got a lot of really, really great topics teed up for you in future episodes to come, and we would hate to have you miss out on any of that potentially beneficial information. So for Frank Astorino, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you jumping aboard with us on today's installment of Wisdom and Wealth. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. 
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. No strategy assures success or protects against loss.